<laughs> giving a heads up. Good morning, Akron Alliance. Good morning. We are here and we're ready to go for another edition of uh, live stream Sunday School. Uh, thanks for being here this morning. Uh, we're going to allow people uh, to jump on with us for, it is officially 9.30, so here we go. Uh, I'm going to play uh, some praise music for you to allow people to get on with us. It's uh, Clint Brown, and I have a friend. Here it comes. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning, Dewan. Good morning, Mr. Fry. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning. 
little Joanna and Charles. Starks are here. Stop that. Uh, this is, uh, that was Clint Brown, I Have a Friend. Um, great song, and uh, I hope that you would keep note of those uh, great songs that uh, are being provided by uh, Mr. Arlen. Uh, thank you for doing that every week like you do. Uh, good morning, Ann. Good morning, Beverly. Uh, I'm not sure about connectivity issues this morning. We're going to soldier through. I see people jumping on. I appreciate you doing that. have a few announcements, a couple of announcements I want to make, not a few. First of all, we are blessed to be able to do what we're doing. Uh, we are a blessed to be able to be online and be able to share uh, God's Word with you in the way, manner that we're doing. It's been very difficult um, because of the fact that we haven't been able to gather together um, as we have in the church building. But when Jesus talks about not forsaking the gathering of members, he doesn't say how. He just says, just don't forsake it. So the fact that we're getting together online is very, very important right now. And I, I don't, my wife has used before an analogy about wartime, uh, where there were things that had to be done that were outside of the norm. And, you know, this has an equivalent to that from the standpoint that we have had to be wary of uh, a virus that has been very pervasive um, throughout the area. And I'm very appreciative that we were able to get together at the very least online and communicate in this manner. Uh, it is the only way we're online uh, as live, and uh, it has value to it. But I would encourage you just to continue to focus on what's very important, making sure that you're using this medium um, of our church uh, and passing it on to others who, for whatever reason, can't get on, uh, whatever is being said, whatever is being shared that you glean from it, uh, to keep that communication open between the members. And please uh, pray for everyone. Uh, in our church. Our pastor, Pastor Gus, his wife, everybody, pray for everyone in the church right now to remain focused on what God is having to say through this whole situation. Uh, very, very important for you to do that and use this uh, methodology, this content to share. You might have noticed uh, there we're going to be having more content online. There um, are messages that Pastor Gus has, not one, not two, but three messages this week, including the one that will be available uh, online uh, after you just after we're done here you just scroll in the timeline and look for recorded messages uh, it's not a live message recorded messages and he has one available uh, for today as well too that is a very very good message and I want you to lock into it because he's going to actually put out another message after that uh, probably for Monday what we're seeing here is because we're not able to gather together in the church building we want to make sure that we have content that's readily available for you to just to dial into and look at uh, on our Facebook page, Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page, and keep you engaged. Uh, I think that's a very uh, good strategy. I think it's a good thing to do. Um, so please keep that in mind as we move forward. Uh, we will be doing those things. And remember, we're going to be online all of January. So uh, the next time that we're scheduled to go, 
back into the building is February 7th. Uh, but again, that's going to be based upon how things loosen up. Uh, so we just keep all of that in prayer. Keep the entire situation in prayer. We appreciate you doing that. Also, we've got, um, I want you to remember the tithes and offerings because, uh, as you know, we, we because we're not going to the church, we are still making available the uh, offerings box outside the church on Sunday mornings from 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. If you are not uh, able to get to that, you can mail your tithes and offering to the church. Akron Alliance Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. So please remember that as well, too, uh, to do those very things. And I mentioned before uh, on another note that we are blessed because we're not, uh, while we are certainly restricted in how we're meeting right now, there are a lot of churches that have been very, very sporadically meeting. At least we've had a few uh, dips of the toe in the water to actually go into the building and try to meet. Uh, a lot of churches are not doing that. So there, this is a very extraordinary time right now. Um, we are still free to gather and worship, but we've had to work around it, frankly, to get it done. Uh, good morning, Dion. Uh, thanks for being here. And I just wanted to point out, uh, frankly, that uh, by being blessed to be able to do this, we have other, the, the, our website and our Facebook page goes far beyond just uh, the members. There are people out there that are searching the beginning of the year. It's almost, it's almost been a, um, the exact same thing that happened last year around this time. We had people, one of our top searches on the website was about ushers and how they are called by God for service. Uh, which is, you know, the first of the year, maybe people were being called to be ushers. And the other thing was um, basically the two-year Bible plan. Uh, we got more hits for that as well, too. It's just extraordinary uh, how people are really looking and searching for answers and ways to know that they are connecting directly with the Lord. Um, don't underestimate what we're doing here. Our church is small in numbers, but it has a much greater reach than what many people probably realize. And um, I'm reminded of it by looking at what people are searching for when they find it. And obviously, our church is coming up in searches, uh, which is, uh, over time, that's an extraordinary thing. That's a wonderful thing to see. And the content that we put on is valuable for not just ourselves, but for other people as well, too. Pray that the Lord is going to continue to speak and to use our church to communicate with others, and as well as communicate with you personally and please also reach out to the members and let them know uh, that they are not forgotten. Uh, pray for them constantly, as it says in the Word. Okay, um, those are all the announcements. We can move into the passage today, and I can't tell you how much this passage is going to be so appropriate for right now. It is absolutely appropriate. Um, let's go ahead and, um, uh, first of all, you're going to be going to Ephesians chapter uh, 6, verses 10 through 24. That is the passage for the day. But it's so appropriate to look at these passages, and, and we'll talk about why that is as we go forward. So with that in mind, uh, blessings to everyone here with us online today. Let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Father, we just thank you, and we just ask now that you just quiet our souls, quiet our spirits, that we can hear you speak to us. We thank you for your very presence this morning. We thank you for the reminders of not forsaking to gather together. Well, this is our way of gathering together before you, and we all want to do so in unison right now. 
We are always reminded in your word about where more than two are gathered, and then you are present. And we thank you for that, too. We thank you that you go far beyond um, just the physical. You go far beyond um, anything that we can even comprehend. Bless us, Lord. Thank you for your presence this morning. Help us to be able to endure in these times and certainly seek you out. And uh, just as the song spoke about you being our friend, we just we couldn't have a greater friend in you. And we thank you for that, too. Lord, we know that you are worthy of praise. And we just thank you and give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Ephesians 6. We're going to look at verses 10 through 24. Um, the, that is the end of Ephesians. And if you recognize this section, you'll see that this is talking about the armor of God. Uh, and it is in the theme, the theme of Ephesians, by and large, has been about unity in Christ. We've covered so many different areas of unity in Christ. We've covered unity within the church itself, unity within the body of Christ, unity within the family unit, unity within uh, husbands and wives, spouses, uh, children. Um, there are so many different areas of unity that uh, if any of those were disrupted, it would cause a problem. So we want to make sure that we have constant unity. And even I say that even when there may be disagreements in the family. Unity sometimes may not mean agreeing with someone, but it may mean uh, getting along with them and saying things that do not exacerbate situations and stepping away and giving those matters to the Lord. You have to understand that sometimes there's not going to be agreement, but that doesn't mean there can't be unity. There should be a unity of mind that Jesus Christ is Lord. And after that, everything else falls underneath that. So we need to keep those things in mind when we talk about unity. There will be disagreements. There will be discussions. There will be issues that come up. But ultimately, it comes down to uh, being prepared to deal with the enemy, which is what this particular section of Ephesians is about. We're dealing with the enemy. The enemy is the one who wants to disrupt and destroy. And so we're going to look at this much more closely here and understand that when we're pointing fingers sometimes at each other, the the one that we really should be pointing to is Satan. Satan wants to disrupt churches. Satan wants to disrupt families. Satan wants to destroy families and churches. So let's go ahead and start by reading the passage, starting at verse 10 and going down to verse 24 in Ephesians 6. This is the New Living Translation. Um, so let's start. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Verse 13, Therefore, Put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body honor armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. 
in addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Verse 19. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador, so pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Verse 21. To bring you up to date, Tychicus will give you a full report about what I am doing and how I am getting along. He is a beloved brother and faithful helper in the Lord's work. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, to let you know how we are doing and to encourage you. Peace be with you, dear brothers and sisters, and may God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you love with faithfulness. May God's grace be eternally upon all who love our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, that is the end of Ephesians, Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 24. And as you can see, uh, there is a very, very stern message, stern warning to all of us as believers to not be deceived. Um, I think that's the the best way I can describe uh, what is happening here, especially in the first section. Let's go back to the top, starting with verse 10. First of all, the entire theme of the first part of what we read here, verses 10 through 17, talks about the Christian life that we battle in, and it has to do with rulers and authorities, um, which are also referred to as the powerful evil forces of the fallen angels headed by Satan, um, who is a vicious fighter. Satan uh, fights dirty. Have you, have you ever talked about someone who fights dirty? Uh, you know, when, you, when you're fighting dirty, uh, for example, in boxing, you're hitting below the belt, you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing that are against the rules. Um, biting someone's ear, whatever it is. Fighting dirty is uh, a way of trying to get an upper hand on someone, but it's against the rules. Well, Satan doesn't follow any rules. There's no rules that he'll follow. If he wants to trip you up, he's going to keep doing that. Um, Let's keep in mind that we need to be aware of that and be watchful. Um, uh, Hold your finger where you are and flip over to 1 Peter 5.8. I'm going to take a look at 1 Peter 5.8 because we need to understand that you are dealing with an adversary that is not playing games with you uh, is not just toying around with you he is very serious about disruption remember when we spoke about unity he does not want you to be unified he wants you to be deceived he wants you to be tricked and frankly a lot of what's happening in our world today is highly based upon deception you may or may not agree with that but ultimately that is what satan does satan gets people to turn against each other Satan gets people to turn against uh, family members. Satan wants people to be totally off their game. And so that when it comes time to calling on the Lord, they just either don't do it or don't remember to do it or are so distracted by the events that are taking place that they're not paying the proper attention to what Christ is doing. And so understand something. If people are coming and seeking the Lord and searching, they're looking for answers from him. And when they stop doing that, that's a problem. So 
it says in 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And he will devour you. He will uh, just swallow you up. And we need to understand something when it comes to that, that we have to make a note that we're being deceived in many ways, and we need to make sure that we're seeking the Lord. And, you know, this is, this is something that I want all of us to be mindful of, is that it doesn't matter how Satan does it, he's going to do it. So you have to understand that that's what's going on here. So please keep that in mind. And we need to make sure that we are resisting. Um, first of all, we always check and should use checks and balances when it comes to information we receive and make sure that it's accurate. To withstand their attacks, we have to depend on God's strength and use every piece of armor. Paul is not only giving this counsel to the church, the body of Christ, but to all individuals within the church. So that means all of us, all of us within the church. We need to keep those things in mind. The whole body needs to be armed. As you fight against, as you do battle against the powers in this world, fight in the strength of the church whose power comes from the Holy Spirit. And we're not referring to just people. We're referring to the spiritual powers, the powers of darkness. We need to understand that there are indeed fallen angels. There are indeed people who are on this world and earth who are causing all kinds of havoc in many different ways. And they occur in many different ways. So there's no limitations here. We need to keep our minds open and broadened to the fact that uh, Satan is the one who is causing great deception in this world because that's what he had planned to do. That is what he had, he plans to harm God in any way, shape, or form by pulling people of faith away from him and getting people off of their game. Don't get off of your game and just point fingers at certain things here, certain things there. Understand that God uses all different kinds of ways to deceive you. And so that's why we need to make sure that we're using God, the power of God, to overcome this deception. Um, let's look at verse 12 again. We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. That's three different categories of people who are operating in darkness. They might be people in this world and people you can't see and people that are operating in the heavens, the powers and principalities. Three different categories, three different ways that Satan uses to get us off track. Don't just look at what's the physical. Go to the spiritual and focus on what Jesus Christ is doing for you to help you to be able to endure and get through these times. That's what we need to see here. That is what is very important. And I know that Pastor Gus has also mentioned this in messages earlier this week about focusing on what is our proper behavior, what is our proper focus, where should our focus ultimately be. Not in man, not in people, but in Christ. That is where our focus should be, and that is what I know he has said, and, and, and I think it's fair to echo this um, and make sure that you're aware that there's a lot of things that are happening in this world that we, we're just not aware of, and we just don't know. We don't know. We don't know what's going on, and we don't understand what's going on, and it's at those times that we need to focus on him. Um, when we see things like this that are happening, we need to remember that it is Christ who is ultimately in control of everything, 
And we need to pray for him for relief. We need to pray for him for guidance. We need to pray for him for strength. We need to pray for him to have endurance. Those are the things we need to see here. Okay, those flesh and blood, that flesh and blood part, um, those are demons. Those are people who we are looking at. We, we know that there is demonic activity in this world. We have seen that there is demonic activity in this world. We have seen people. There is such a thing as demon possession, of course. People that have been possessed by demons to carry out the most unsavory, the most horrible, heinous crimes that you can possibly imagine, which we will not discuss here. But if you do any kind of research, you know that there's a lot going on right now with demonic activity. We have to understand that. So the enemy is trying to defeat Christ's church. So if you believe in Jesus Christ, these people automatically become your enemies. Automatically. There is no getting around it. And they will try every device possible to take your focus off of Christ. And because of our flesh, they will have you focus on sinful behavior, sinful activity. Sinful activity, if you, of course, as you remember, takes the focus away from God himself. It separates you from God. It separates you from having a relationship with him. So understand that if you're sinning, you're not having fellowship with God. If you're sinning, you're working in cooperation with the enemy. Always keep that in mind. Um, and it doesn't matter how little or big your sins are. And that's another issue here, too. doesn't matter how little or big they are. They're all the same in God's eyes. And he wants your total devotion to him, your total attention given to him. And that's for your own good. Giving your total attention to God is your, for your own good. Um, that is what is very important for us to remember here. The flesh wants you to fail. The flesh wants you to stay in sin. Now, we are indeed assured of victory, but we have to engage in the struggle until Christ returns because Satan uh, is constantly battling every one of us, constantly trying to give us misinformation, deceive us, give us areas where we focus on the wrong things and not focus on him, which is truly the right thing and the only way to focus in on. Um, Satan is constantly battling against all who are on the Lord's side. Do you feel that way? You should. Uh, it is, if you do feel that way, then that means you're on the right side when it comes to what's going on. If you don't feel like Satan's doing anything to you, then we need to stop and have prayer right now. Uh, honestly, if you really feel that way, because that is absolutely not the way you should be feeling. You should have every confidence that Satan is attacking you, struggling. You're struggling with things because of him. And it's when those things are happening, that's what it says in 1 Peter 5a, be sober-minded and watchful. If you're not being watchful, you're not being aware of what he's doing. And he's done it to a lot of people. He's done, it, he's done it to a lot of people who are very unsuspecting. He's done it in ways they don't even realize that they're being deceived. That's the whole point. Deception means you don't know where the deception is coming from. And so I, I implore everyone online here in the entire church, please, please, please just seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. Ask him, first of all, if you've been messing up or sinning, Seek the Lord and ask for forgiveness for what you've been doing. Because you have to do your part in the body of Christ to create unity. 
if you are sinning and if you are not in fellowship the way you should be with the Lord, then there is disunity in the body. And that is something we have to be very conscious of. That's why uh, Paul is making this point here about making sure that you are prepared for battle and standing firm, which is what we'll cover in verse 13. Standing firm, making sure that you're doing all those things that are necessary to focus on the Lord. I can't, I cannot emphasize enough. Um, and I appreciate Johnny's comments just now too. Fight him every day. Uh, you're going to fight him every day. You, you're going to be fighting him in different ways every day. Some days are going to be uh, better than others. Some days are going to be terrible. Um, let's just be honest. Some days no going to be tough. Pardon me? No fear. But there's no fear. You should have no fear nonetheless, right? That's what you're saying? There's nothing to fear in Christ Jesus. There's nothing to fear in Christ Jesus. Right. Right, exactly. So in the spite of the, whatever is going on in your life, and there's, there are a lot of fear mongers out there too. Um, so whatever is happening in your life, there is nothing to fear in your relationship with Christ Jesus. Very good point, and I appreciate you mentioning that. Um, we need to make sure that we stay strong, stand firm, stay the course, remain faithful. That's what it's all about. Remember, Jesus gave the words to Peter, uh, even when Peter was questioning things. On this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. That comes from Matthew sixteen eighteen. So that means that uh, Jesus Christ is the overcomer for us when it comes to our being able to deal with and handle Satan. He is our overcomer. Let's go back. And I want to read this verse one more time again. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, verse 13, Ephesians 6, so that you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be able to stand. You will be able to, you'll still be standing firm. And that's sometimes where we have to be. Um, When you're in a battle, standing firm means that you're not losing ground. And I think that that's important for us to see. In those days where I said that Satan can sometimes be very difficult and put stuff in front of us that just overwhelms us. All that he's asking us to do is put on the armor of God and stand firm so that you don't lose ground. If you're not losing ground, that means that Satan is not moving you. And if Satan is not moving you, then you are winning the battle against him. You just need to stand firm where you are. Stand your ground. It says in verse 14, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. Covering yourself with God's righteousness in the midst of a difficult situation. Um, And I notice that in verse 15 it says, For shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news that you will be fully prepared. So that you'll be fully prepared. The shoes is God's word. You're putting on the good news. You're putting on those very things that you read in the word to help you stay prepared. Which means that a daily reading regimen is necessary to make sure that you are staying fully prepared. If you're giving focus to the word as you should be, then you're going to certainly be stronger in your faith and be prepared to deal with things as they come along. Here's a, here's a, uh, it's not really a secret. It's just something that occurred to me just now. The more that you're reading the word, the Holy Spirit's going to do something very amazing as you go back and forth into the word, reading two year, you know, the two-year plan, the two-year plan doing your regular devotional study, doing your regular Bible study, which we'll have a Bible study also this coming Wednesday. We'll have a live Bible study on Wednesday at 2 o'clock. 
And that's just another way to engage and just stay in the word. That's very important too. But what he's what he will do with you as you do those things is that he gives you the ability to remember passages over time. Not even so much in memorizing them, but just knowing them and remembering them as you read them. And what God does is he does this amazing thing that allows you to apply those passages to the moment at hand when you truly need him as you're wearing his armor, as you're wearing those shoes, as you're doing all those things necessary to stay focused on the Lord. He gives you recall. He gives you recall of those words that you've been reading for the past five years, whatever it is. Uh, new believers, they have more of a challenge with that, and you have to do, some, do more reading and just do more studying. But for those of us who have been in the Word for a while, we should have verses that we can at least pull and use at an appropriate time to stay focused. And I think that it's important. I know that I've given a lot of emphasis um, um, in previous um, studies here talking about watch what you watch on TV because it, it does more to depress you than to uplift you if you are really paying attention to what messaging is going on. It does more to depress you. If you, if you want to be depressed, guess what? That's not where you should be in Christ. And that's why I say those things. I, I always want everybody to be as well-informed as possible, and that's very, very important. But I, I cannot stress enough, if you watch a lot of news and watch a lot of television, you're going to get depressed. You're going to get depressed to the point where, if you watch it too often, it can be a lingering depression. It can be a lingering illness that is just going to do more and more to put you in the depths of despair rather than in that place that we call hope, hopefulness. That is what we have to understand. Satan wants you to be in a state of despair, depression, and hopelessness. That is what God's people must avoid with all their effort, as much as they can. I don't care what's happening in the world today. You must, you must avoid anger, depression, and focus on what God is doing in your life. Go back and look at the things that God has done to preserve and keep you through this entire situation. Has he not preserved each and every one of us at a time of, of great struggle? Um, and, and, we, and this is an extraordinary time of great struggle. Not, this is a hundred-year event type of great struggle. And we have to understand God's goodness and when we understand God's goodness and how he has been delivering us this entire time, he is already saying Satan is not going to overcome him. Satan's not going to defeat him. Satan can't defeat you if you don't allow him to. That's the takeaway. Satan will defeat you if you allow him to. That's up to you as a person to make sure that you are focusing on what the Lord is doing. Um, let's continue. Verse 16, in addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Interesting. Stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. If you've got that shield of faith, those arrows are not going to hit you. They can't touch you. The shield of faith means that you're, putting, you're, you're totally devoted to the Lord Jesus Christ. Totally devoted to him. Totally devoted to what he is saying. And you just don't know... Uh, how much faith can really bring you through until you just trust the Lord and see what happens. Remember, that mustard seed of faith for some of us is enough to get it done. 
Some of us need a whole much more, a lot more than that, and should devote a whole lot more to that, especially if you have daily struggles uh, in your health and daily struggles in your um, your mood, daily struggles in areas where, you know, I, I there's something that's very important for us to keep in mind too is that it's good to see a doctor every now and then to make sure that the doctor. Uh, checks you out and makes sure that you're doing everything okay. When you think you might be doing okay, and the doctor says, well, this might not be as okay as you think it is. You need to make sure that you're doing everything you can to focus on him and follow his direction. If, if Jesus tells you to go to a doctor, go to a doctor. That's exactly what he did for me. It was time for me to go to the doctor. I needed to go. I needed to go and get some things checked out. And that was because the Lord said, maybe you should go and, and see him. And everything's great. Everything's fine because I did that because um, it was very enlightening. Um, so all I can say is that we just need to make sure that we're focused on what the Lord is doing and paying attention to those things. Please don't ignore anything that the Lord is saying to you about your health, about your well-being, um, about uh, your relationship with him. All those things have very important relevance here. And then down to verse 17, put on the salvation, put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The word of God should go with you everywhere. Those of you who have those cell phones, guess what should be on your cell phone? The Bible, uh, electronic Bible. That's why I say turn on your Bibles and electronic devices. You should have a Bible on every electronic device that you own and keep it handy at all times. And for those, those of us who are old school and old timers, there should be a Bible in your house somewhere nearby you can pick up and read and look at when the come time comes. And that should be more often than not. Uh, it should be often as possible. So um, you have the tools that you need um, that have been listed here in this armor of God. And that sword of the spirit, the word of God, that is your Bible. That's what you need to be focusing on. Focus on God's word. Get into the two-year Bible plan. Read it seven to ten minutes a day. And use the additional time after that to just start meditating on his word. It is time well spent. It helps you to be girded up. helps you to be strong when it comes time for endurance and dealing with what Satan throws at you. Because Satan throws stuff all the time. Trust me. He throws stuff all the time. And if unless you have your shield, you're going to get hit. Uh, be always conscious of that Satan is a very good aim. Uh, you're, he'll hit you if you let him hit you. you got to be careful about that. Verse 18, pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. This is one paragraph by itself in this passage. It stands alone, and it stands alone for a reason. It's talking about praying at all times, praying in the Spirit, praying and seeking the Lord Jesus Christ, and while you're praying, letting the Spirit speak to you in return and do it at all times, every occasion. Now, interesting point here. How can anyone pray on all occasions? Well, we already know that you can't get in a car and drive and start praying with your eyes closed. Amen? You have to keep your eyes open while you're praying in the car. Uh, if you don't do that, you're going to have serious problems and I would hate for a subrogation claim to come against you because you were doing something like that when you tell someone, well, I, I closed my eyes for a minute and I was praying and I hit somebody. Uh, that won't work. Um, we need to pray as often <laughs> We need to pray as often as possible. So how do we do that? Well, one way is to make quick, brief prayers. It, it keep this, this, a lot of this is common sense. 
and, and so I don't mean to in any way be condescending about this, but, but this is what you learn over time when it comes to how do you fulfill what God is saying here in his word about how to pray at all times or pray consistently. Now, one way is to make brief, quick prayers to every situation you meet during the day. Lord, thank you for your protection as I, I'm driving through traffic. Lord, thank you for your protection for keeping me safe. Lord, thank you for helping us to uh, avoid people who aren't following the rules or regulations when it comes to handling this virus. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. Those are all prayers. Those are all very brief prayers that, that, that get to the point of the moment at hand where you are. Those are very, very important things to do during the day as you go about your business. And many of us go out all the time. We, we have to go out for different reasons. And, you know, just something as simple as going out and putting the offering in the collection box is, is something to do as well, too. But we pray for travel mercy nonetheless as we do that. So we need to understand that those are things that we can do. Uh, that's one thing we can do as far as quick, brief prayers. Another way is to order your life around God's desires and teachings so that your very life becomes a prayer. Your life itself have you ever thought that your life itself is a, a way of praise and worship for God? And, and that's what we need to be doing. If we, if we have knowledge of what God would have us to do at any given moment in any situation, we're doing his work. And those are opportunities to reach out to God and pray, ask for direction, ask for guidance. These are all things that we should be regularly doing. Sometimes God will have us turn on a dime and go speak to someone who we've never met and understand that that's a, a matter of fulfilling his will and purpose in our lives. And that's a matter of prayer as well, too. Lord, if there's someone that comes in uh, in place sometime today that I need to speak to, please direct that person. I'll be ready. And, and those are those are all great prayers that we should have. This is about stepping up as a believer and understanding what God is calling you to do. He's not calling you to be miserable. He's not calling you to be bored with life. He's not calling you to do anything other than serve him, but in such a way that you're glorifying him. And that's what we need to take away here. This is about glorifying God. This is not about anything more or less than that. You're glorifying him. You are doing his will. You're doing his work. He doesn't want you to be angry. He doesn't want you to be depressed. He understands if you get depressed, and there's a remedy for that, and that's prayer. He doesn't want you to be angry about circumstances or situations. He doesn't want you to stay in anger. And we've had reasons to be angry. Let's, you know, people make you angry. People say things and do things that will just get you upset. But that doesn't mean we stay in that place. That means we are always praying about ways to overcome those things that get us off track. Remember, if we're angry, we're not really focused on what the Lord would have us to do. And we're not really focused on him. So these are all tools that Satan uses. This all ties together, everyone. He will try to distract you from doing these very things, like praying on a continual basis. He doesn't want you praying on a continual basis. He wants you to struggle. He wants you to suffer. He wants you to lose your focus. Lose your focus on what's important. Um, so that's another thing we can do. You, all, you don't have to isolate yourself from other people and from daily work to pray constantly. You can make a prayer, your life and your life as a prayer, while living in a world needing, that needs God's powerful influence. When we talk about being a prayer warrior, 
Well, these are people who are praying all the time. And I understand people, you know, will go to the side and you'll go to the closet or go, go wherever you normally go to pray. But if you're praying constantly, you're going to be outside of your closet. You're going to be outside of your home. You're going to be outside. Um, you might be at work. You might have coworkers that need prayer. And those are things that you should always be doing every day and all the time to make sure that you're living in such a way where you're ready to respond in kind at the moment you need to uh, and provide God's powerful influence in a life that you're showing him. Okay. Praying for all the saints means praying for all believers in Christ so that the pray for the Christians that you know and for the church around the world. And we do have a body of Christ. It's a worldwide church. In the Alliance, we have many, many churches in different lands that are praying. They're praying for us here in the United States. You better believe that. Uh, and we need to be praying for them as well, too, overseas. Um, there is a revival that can take place very easily and very quickly when God shows everyone his power at a given moment. And I, I want you to be ready. When God shows his power, don't get left behind. Be ready to speak to other people. Be ready to speak to other people about God's goodness. Because I promise you it's coming. You're going to see that happen. You're going to see God's goodness. And you're going to have to understand that believers need to be ready to speak about God's goodness to other people. Because there are some things that happen in our lives that can only happen. And they have happened in your life. Because God did it, and not anything that any human being did or anything like that. And that is where we need to always be when it comes to our faith. God is doing amazing things. You may not always see it. It may be in the background, but God is doing amazing things. And I just want to remind you of that. If you have that mentality, if you have that focus, you're not going to miss something because you're ready for when God does something amazing and incredible. Let's go back to Ephesians 6, verse 19, and pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan. That's, there you go. That the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. Being ready to speak. And then verse 20, I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador, so I pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. And Paul is pointing out, of course, that he is incarcerated, he is in chains, he is in prison. He's writing letters to the people of the church to keep them encouraged and, and get them to stay encouraged. And but Paul is emphasizing he is not defeated because he's in change. He chains. He is not discouraged because he's in change. He's empowered. He's speaking the gospel. He's speaking God's truth in a letter form. He's not speaking it in words. Remember, you've got to understand something. This is a letter that's being written to the church. They can't see him, the church can't see him, and he can't see them, so he has to send people to them to encourage them. But the point is, is that he's not discouraged because he can't see them. He is still staying with it, staying after it. Paul didn't ask for the church to have his chains removed. He could have. He chose not to do that because that's putting more focus on Paul, not on Christ. And so we need to understand that sometimes it's not about how we feel. It's about our relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you keep those things in mind as you are praying for other members of the church, it's not about what you feel or believe. It's really important for everyone to be focused on what Jesus is saying, what he says in his word, 
You open the Bible, he's got something to say to you. You open the Bible in a different place, he's got something to say to you. And he continues to remind us of these things as we go forward. God can use us in any circumstance. This is whether you're in chains or not to do his will. And that's what he's proving here with Paul. We may be praying for a change of our circumstances. You know, you know. Uh, Paul asked for that pain to be taken away from him. He, he certainly prayed for that. But we need to pray that God's going to accomplish his plan through us. We can't live as self-centered human beings anymore. We can't live self-centered when we're understanding that God is using us in a number of different situations, a number of different ways. And when we focus on him rather than on ourselves, then on ourselves, we will see him working and we will see him doing it. We may be doing it and we don't even realize it, but if we're not focused on him, we're going to miss something. I don't want to miss a blessing. I don't want to miss those opportunities to truly serve him and worship him and give care to his word as I speak. I want to make sure that I am focused on what his direction is as I move forward. And sometimes that requires a lot of patience. It requires a lot of waiting. Uh, it may be five years. It may be ten years. Whatever it is. But it still doesn't change what your resolve should be when it comes to following the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul is asking to accomplish his plan, uh, accomplish God's plan, to speak boldly for Christ. Not meekly, boldly. Being able to say that Jesus is Lord publicly. He is Lord. He's our Lord and Savior. And so he is, frankly, accomplishing his purpose through us. And it's not just a temporal purpose or even a physical purpose, but an eternal purpose. He's accomplishing all those things through us and through these difficult times. Now, certainly Paul being in prison was a difficult time. And we can certainly say that we're living in a difficult time as well, too. I cannot stress enough how important it is for you to stay focused on Jesus Christ. Um, in the coming days, weeks, coming months, stay focused on Christ. Don't lose sight of him. Um, he is in control of everything. He allows certain things to happen that are in his control. For what? His glorification. His glory. So no matter what, don't lose your focus. Stay focused on him. So that summarizes the, the part of the unity in Christ through the body and, and putting on the full armor of God. Let's drop down to verse 21 as we try to uh, move towards a close here. Bringing you up to date, Tychicus, I have to say that slow, will give you a full report about what I'm doing and how I am getting along. Now he, Tychicus was one of the people who uh, Paul had appointed in the number of churches that were being planted in Asia. He is just one of those guys that was is one of his right hand men who loves the Lord and was going and, and going to different churches to look in on them and see how they were doing because these churches are all Paul's church plants. So he's just doing the work that Paul would be doing and sending a physical person because there is importance to have someone physical a physical presence of someone to reassure people uh, of what's going on. He's doing the Lord's work. He is a faithful helper, beloved beloved brother. We need more people like that in our lives, don't we? Amen? People who will step in for you and stand in and do things uh, that you know are doing, are being done according to the Lord's work, according to the Lord's will 
those are the, we need more people like that. And I want you to pray that you find people like that in your life. That people like that, that have a like-mindedness about your faith. They may not agree with everything, but they certainly love the Lord, and they want to do the Lord's work, and that's good enough for me. That's what it should be for you as well, too. Paul was highlighting for, in this letter, and in this letter, you might remember I mentioned early in Ephesians when we were going through the study that this was a generic letter. It was written for a number of churches, um, Ephesians was the tag that was put on this letter um, through the Nicene Creed and all that good stuff, but ultimately it was a letter for all the churches in the area. And so it just is highlighting the importance for every believer in every one of these churches to see the supremacy of Christ and not allow any distractions to take place that would take you away from what Christ is doing. He wanted people to see the nature of Christ. He wanted people to see how people should live and stress the unity of all believers, male and female, free and slave. Um, remember all those discussions we had about that? I forgot to mention that earlier. Free and slave. We, we've got uh, parent, child, master, slave, regardless of sex, regardless of nationality, regardless of rank. doesn't matter if you're the president. doesn't matter if you're just a regular person. You are all the same in the body of Christ. And that is exactly what he was emphasizing in this letter. And that is what um, I hope that you can see when you look at this and go back and look at this as your own study as well, too. Because um, this particular section, I want you to go over this as well when we're done here. And just look at these verses and see how much God truly loves us. He wants us to be protected. He wants us to be protected from Satan. That's what the armor of God is. That's what we need to see here. He knows that Satan's trying to destroy you. He knows that Satan's trying to harm you. And he wants you to be protected from him. He wants you to endure whatever he is throwing at you. He wants you to stay focused on what he is teaching you, what God is teaching you, and not what the world is teaching you. You don't get distracted by the events of the world. You stay away from those cares of the world and focus on Jesus Christ. That's what Ephesians talks about. The home and the church are difficult places to live the Christian life. Why? Because we're all fleshly. We're all fleshly. Uh, it's really that simple. Close relationships between imperfect people can lead to trouble. Um, you don't need to mention any names out loud in your households about people who give you trouble. Um, God knows who those people are just like you do. And But there's an opportunity for you to live in peace with everyone whenever it's possible which is a verse that is in scripture that you should be able to hang on to as often as possible because your idea is to live at peace with everyone if someone is giving you trouble um walk away from it walk away from it don't engage you are a strong person in doing those very things you need to make sure that sometimes you have to walk away walk away from it if someone wants to be a fool in your life let them be a fool on your own. Don't let them drag you into it. Amen? Don't let them drag you into being a fool. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Um, people act with the way they act, but you don't need to get involved with that. Um, always be quick, quick to say, I'll pray for you. Uh, and you'll be, you'll be ready to move forward. That's, that's the way to go about something like that. We need to make sure that we're increasing our faith. Increase your faith. 
Have a greater dependence on God himself. Increase your faith. Your faith should be incre- should have been increased a hundredfold since we've been through this thing last March. Uh, your faith needs to be is being challenged right now, and you need to make sure that you're creating a deeper dependence upon God because we are dependent upon Him. We we cannot function in our life without Him. He is our our the, the thing we should be looking to right now. We need to submit to His leadership. Christ is the head of the church. Submit to his leadership and humble yourself in service to one another. So the end of the, of course, the end of the letter, verses 23 and 24, is, are, is the, the closing. Peace be with you, dear brothers and sisters. And may God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ give you love with faithfulness. Very important, that faithfulness. May God's grace be eternally upon all who love our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's a prayer for all of us. That's a prayer for all of us. We love the Lord Jesus Christ. We truly want him to lead in our lives. And we want to make sure that we're doing so and not just saying that and not living it out. We say we love the Lord, so love the Lord. We say we want to live for the Lord and be obedient to him, so be be obedient to him. We don't need to face Christianity. We don't need people who are divided as to how they're living. We want people who are united in the body of Christ, praying for each other, building each other up, helping to resist temptation, helping to fight against temptation of sin, helping people to be strong and stand firm in their faith. Put on that full armor of God so you can do those very things. And that's the lesson for today. Amen. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for what you teach us. We thank us. Thank you for what you present to us in your word. We thank you for the reminders that there is nothing going on that is more important than you. For ultimately, you are the one that we need to look to as the head of the church and give you honor and reverence and respect in that manner. Therefore, we need to listen to you. We need to hear what your word is. We need to hear what you're saying to us. We need to be in regular communication with you on a daily basis, being mindful that we are ministers on your behalf in the world today in a crazy, climactic um, world of unforgiveness. You forgive anyone who comes to you and recognizes you as Lord and Savior. And we need to have a greater mindset as well, too, that we are forgiving of others who may do things to us. Lord, we just thank you for your teaching. We thank you for your very presence this morning. Help us to carry this through as we continue in our efforts to look at Gus's study and stay in the word and stay in focus on how he teaches us and guides us. That's part of the message that's coming up as well, too. We thank you, Lord. We ask all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, we just want to thank you. We're uh, wrapping it up here. We are... <laughs> yes, I will do that. Uh, I want to make sure that I remind everyone, too, that in order to find Gus's sermon, it should be available and uploaded right now online. You just scroll through the timeline, 
on the Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page, and just you should be able to see his sermon, his message for today. It is pre-recorded, so you'll see him. Stay online and stay with us for church. Amen. Uh, that's very important for those of you. And the good thing to do too is if you want to go and do your uh, drop the offering off at the church between 11:30 and 12:30, you can do that too. You can always come back to it. Uh, it's pre-recorded. So, uh, thank you for being here this morning. God bless you all. We'll have a new study next week. Uh, to get into. Um, please take the words to heart today that I mentioned about focusing on not what the world is doing, but what on God is doing. Take those words to heart. It's for your own good. It's for your own well-being. It's for your own sanity. I'll just say it. It's for your own sanity. Don't let hatred or misconceptions throw you off your game. Stay focused on what the Lord Jesus Christ is going to have you to do in the world today. He needs you. He needs you to do those things. Amen? God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Uh, We'll see you next time. And uh, take care of yourselves this week.